Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the kingdom of God according to his sovereign will for mankind to remain in his covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment Inc. Jacqueline Rogers. I'm going to be your host in the absence of our um, founder, Reverend Shana We'll have with me Minister Belinda McKinney, and I will be the moderator for today's, today's call. So, Minister Belinda, I know you're with us. Would you be so kind to open us up? Yes. Father, can you hear me good? Yes, I can. Okay, because my phone's been trying to act that. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we come before that throne of God in this hour, Lord Jesus, to ask you, God, to be with us, Lord Father. We ask, God, that your wisdom and your knowledge will go forth, God, and that we will be a blessing, Lord, to your people, God. Lord, we thank you, God, for the privilege to go over your word, God, to dig inside of the treasures, God, of your holy word, Father. We thank you, God, for all your wisdom and knowledge, Lord. And, Father, we ask in your name. In no other name do we know, God. No other God do we serve. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus, God. We believe all things, God, according to thy word, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much for that, Minister Belinda. 
Today we're going to continue where we left off at. I know it's been a couple of weeks since we were able to uh, be on the line when we were talking about with the Holy Bible. And we were doing a recap of the women that we had covered so far in Genesis in chapters 1 through 50. And we went as far as the line. We were on um, chapter, from chapter 1 to chapter 10. So today we're going to pick up, but before we start with chapter 11, I'd still like for us to do a recap of what we have to cover. And that would be, would have been, we talked about uh, Eve, of course, she being the uh, first woman of the Bible, Adam's wife. We also talked about um Adah, there was Zilla, Tubal Cain, and she, and there was Nama, who was the sister. I'm sorry, of Tubal. And we also did talk about the wives of Noah and his three sons, although God mentioned them by name. So we're going to continue here to talking. If you go with me to Genesis in chapter 11, starting at verse 27. Um, we will we will pick back up where God um, he, just the women the wives of Tiraz's um, sons, which would have been Noah, um, Haran, and Nate. Those were sons of Haran, uh, and also had wives. But before we go into talking about that, um, Minister Belinda. If you don't mind, would you just give us a, a, a quick um, recap on just some of the things that you recall that we discussed about Eve, her being the wife of Adam, how she was made by God, and how God, we also had made a point that God didn't even name her. She wasn't given the name Eve until after sin had came into the world. Would you like to share some of those things that we had discussed about Eve? Uh, yes. Uh the relevance that, you know, God said that he created man and woman, and then he created uh, a man. We were talking about, you know, in the spirit realm, that he says that he made yeah. man and woman. And uh, then he made Adam out of the dust, you know, of the earth. Mm-hmm. And then he, he put him in a sleep, and then he took, he put him in a sleep, and then he took a rib out and made Eve, you know. And why did God do that? You know, we looked at the significance uh, and then he says that they to uh Adam says bone of my bone flesh of my flesh and they became one mm-hmm. you know and then it yeah. goes on to, uh like how does a, a man and a woman eve why did he just do that you know does anybody ever think you know why did god he could have created eve by herself but he didn't he took her right. Adam's rib out and made her, and then later uh, Adam named her Eve. Uh, but just the beginning that what God did, you know, and all of this is like a mystery. You know, you can read it, but to get clear understanding, you need to pray because we have our own. Uh, uh, knowledge and wisdom that we have been educated through the system, 
as kids, uh, and it forms, we get our own thinking by, you know, well, not our own thinking. We're influenced by what we have learned in the school system, what we learn at home, and then we formulate stuff in our mind. But when it comes to God's word, you can't. You got to kind of be like a blank, a blank canvas, and you have mm-hmm. to sit down and pray and ask God, Lord, what what did this really mean? Why why was it significant to take the rib out of Adam and to make woman? You know, because the word yeah. is part man and part woman. Right. He made out of man. But yet she was a woman. And you look, there's two connections. But he says, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. So if the part of Eve is part of Adam, she's not there. there there's a, a separate, but a, a, a unity because they're connected part of his flesh and part of his bone, then they're connected. Why was it important for them to be connected? And then when you go back to the scripture, he says, a man will leave from his household and then cleave to his wife, and they shall become as one. Here again, two separate things, but not connect, disconnected. A man will leave from his house, and then he'll cleave to his wife, and they'll become as one. And and if you go through all of this, if you sit with God, he said he's coming for a, he's the groom and he's coming for his bride. Mm-hmm. And then he says that we'll, you know, a marriage. But look at the beginning, he made man and woman. Mm-hmm. And then he says that, you know, uh, 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 that we have to become born again. It's not just a flesh thing. Born again is by the spirit. But we're taking this body with us in that process. And then the body has to change into the concepts and precepts of God. There's a lot in that. And that, you know, he was a very important person in the scriptures right. because she was the first woman. Right. And out of her will come all the women. Yeah. But then what was the order of God for women? Mm-hmm. And for men? It's, I like it's that so, you brought that up. Mm-hmm. It's so intertwined. Even when he says you should have no other God before him. Mm-hmm. That's both a commandment from God to man and woman. Yeah. And they become one. And if you look at one, they're both in unity praising God and becoming mm-hmm. one God and becoming one in that, 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 that fellowship that he's coming for all of us. And I often question in that process of and man, but we're talking about Eve, but you can't disconnect the man from Eve. No more than you can disconnect Eve from the man. 
Right. He said a coming for his bride. Is he excluded men in that? Is he coming for his church? His church includes men and women. Right. So I, I like mean, that you know, brought that. I mm-hmm. do like that you you brought that up, um, Minister Belinda, because although our our discussion we're talking about women in the Holy Bible, we must also take into consideration as we discuss the women and their role um, in relation to a man. Like God, he made marriage between a man and a woman, and Eve being the first woman. We also had discussed before how, you know, yes, came into the world with the woman, but also they both were still yet responsible and should have been held accountable to God because when the when the man and the woman come together, like the scripture says, um, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. So the responsibility in, in essence kind of lays on the both of them, you know, mm-hmm. in their in their in their obedience towards God. And then um, I also appreciate the fact that you said how a man was created, but woman was made. Now, why did God do it that way? So mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking, I'm I'm looking at this in regards to you know, of course that his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than ours. So we don't, we will never know um, exactly what was on the mind, a mind of God. You know, he, he reveals to us here a little, there a little. And we, and we, and when we prophesy and we share, we share in part because he gives it to us in part. And like you said, that's why it's so important to continue to study the scripture and allow God to, to paint on your, your, your blank canvas. As you had mentioned earlier, you know, because when you study the word of God, he constantly is revealing different things to us that he wants us to know pertaining to the scripture. But because we are, in fact, talking about women of the Bible, again, like I said, um, the fact that man was created and woman was made um, has to have you to think in some regard. Like you said, who knows why God did it that way? But um, I like to believe because of the union that he that he intended for the two to have to begin with, because the Bible says the two shall become one flesh. Ultimately, they already they were one because she came she came from the rib of man. Man. Right. So they they and they, they are technically. Yeah. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. hear you. What you just. I, and why is that significant? And if you look at uh, where, how does the enemy come? God said mm-hmm. he comes to kill and destroy. And how does the enemy come in? He has to divide. He has to have an avenue to somewhere, a space. Man. But if two people are one, he has no space. Right. If the household is united, he has no space. Mm-hmm. No Mm-hmm. And what does God say? He said, "Unless how can two agree in, unless they have a common basis?" Right. You know, how can two walk and unless they, they agree? Yeah. And what are they agreeing on? The Word of God. 
And there is no division in God. Because he's the Alpha and the Omega. It's a lot to Eve and, and Adam, but if you look at Eve and how she was created, you know, and you right. can't come in with your prejudice and your beliefs because then you're going to be, right. it's not a pure thought from God. So true. And that's just, and, and that's so important. He, that, yes. Go ahead. I'm yeah, sorry. And that, that's no, no, no problem at all. Because we're both, I think we're we're both on the same page in 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 reference to what you're saying, right? Because mm-hmm. when the when the when the two are are one flesh, how does the enemy get in? Because all it takes is a pinhole. Yep. Because he needs one 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 little drop of of dissension or division or confusion or or one not being on one accord. And that's where he seeps in at. So it's, it's mm-hmm. so important that marriages and in relationships that the two truly remain one flesh and stick Amen. together, together and walk with one another and look out for each other, not one going ahead of the other, which is what Eve, she kind of strayed away from Adam in that sense. Like he wasn't right there with her. She wasn't right there with him. And when the enemy saw that they were apart from one another just for that small, um, short period of time, he slipped himself right on in. And as you know, that's how sin entered in, into into the world. So, and like I had already, we, we talked about, too, there were two other women, um, Adah and Zilha, and I just wanted to recap on them because, remember, um, um, I believe it was Lamech, those were the two wives that he had. That was out of Cain's lineage. And remember, her um, her husband Lamech also had committed murder, recall? But his murder, he, he was more left in self-defense, but he confessed it to his wife. So she was the first woman to have her husband commit to her and say, come to her and say, you know, I just killed a man. Although mm-hmm. his his murder was not as how Ken deliberately killed his brother. You know, because mm-hmm. again, once you sin got into his heart. Mm-hmm. When, when, when he had slew Cain. So um, again, like I'm saying, we're, we're, we all are speaking on the the holy women of the Bible that uh, what we are um, ultimately discussing, and so I just want to move back again, like we were saying. Let's go on to um, Genesis in chapter eleven. We're going to read from verse twenty-seven to thirty because then that that talks about our next set of women: um, Sarah, uh, Milka, and and those women are like Rebecca. They all kind of come into play. In that um, in that scripture, so I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 11 and verse 20, um, verse 27 through 30, and they're talking about Tiraz, and Tiraz was um, Abram's father. It says, "Now these are the generations of Tiraz. Tiraz begot Abram, Nahor in Haran, and Haran begot Lot, and Haran died before his father Tiraz." 
in the land of his nativity in Ur of the Chaldees. And Abram and Nahor took wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife, Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah, and the father of Iscah. And Iscah was also, I looked that up too um, before we overlooked that, Iscah was also a daughter. That's not the name of a son. That's the name of a, of a daughter. And then the Bible mm-hmm. goes on to mention, but Sarah was barren, and she had no, ch- no child. And then verse 13, I'm just going to um, conclude and read this here. I'm 31, I'm sorry. And Sirach took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went forth, Ur of the Chaldees, to go into the land of Canaan, and they came unto Haran and dwelt there, and the days of Terah were 205. So they did, they, they lived a long life. But now the three women that are mentioned here is Sarah, Milcah, and Iscah. And these were the three women. Um, next, that's discussed in Scripture. You had Sarah, who was Abram's wife, Milcah, who was Nahor's wife. And when Haran, before he had died, he was married to Milka. He was married to Milka first, but then she became the wife of of Nahor. Because you know how in the in the Bible days, when a son, when a um a, a man dies, his brother takes over the lineage. But Milka was first married to to Haran, and so they had a daughter named Iska. And then after Milka actually had um, from Nahor, she had Rebecca was born unto her. But let's stop and talk for a minute just about um, Sarai, Abram's wife. Would you like to um, recap what we had discussed on that, uh, Minister Belinda? Uh, You know, uh, Sarah was a very important uh, woman of God. And uh, so were the other lineages, you know, they might not, the name might not be pronounced as much as Sarah, but everybody that's in here is important because they played a part. Yeah. One got this one and had this one, and then Sarah and all of it, Abraham came out. But uh, she was barren, you know, and then mm-hmm. God would change the name and then wind up opening her womb so she could have a child later on. And stuff, and he changed Abraham's name too. Yes, he did. The both of them. Both of them, he changed their name. You know, he would later tell Abraham to go into another country, leave his his people, and then those things would take place. So uh, there's a significance when you follow the lineage and follow what God said to Abraham. And then he would say to uh, Sarah, you know, about the child. But, you know, he spoke to Abraham first, and then he spoke to Sarah too later. But that's a, right. this, you know, unity, that couple, you know. But in the middle of that, you know, Sarah decides to go on in her own mind and do something later on that would cause conflict in her household. But, you know, that 
that you know all of these 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 stories, all of the word that God says in here is important because it's uh Sarah's uh life was important, uh her barrenness was important, you know, her decisions were important. And why did God, you know, God allowed Abraham to choose this woman? Okay. But what happens as women, you know, it's important that we hear God. And it's important that we don't try to change what God has said. But it's important that we learn mm-hmm. to wait upon God. But even even though she did that, there were some consequences, but then God still brought forth what he said. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it, it, it speaks to women that are barren, that are in God's kingdom. Your barrenness does not have to stay in that place. You can see God. Amen. If you, you know, you could see, I have seen this. I have actually been a witness to this. And there was a woman that and her husband got together and she was married. I think he was married prior and something mm-hmm. happened. And she had, she was married. But by the Holy Ghost, people were led to, to go around her. Uh, the Spirit of God I participated in it by the Spirit. It has nothing to do with me. And so, because we are nothing but vessels, period. And God said to lay hands on her, on her, near her womb. I would find out, we, it was a camp meeting we used to go to once a year. And later, I was not able to go for a while. And later, I found out this woman had twins. Wow. So, God is more than able, able, but you have to yes. believe God's word. Yes, you know, yes, you can yes, get the report and say that you'll never have kids. That's important you know? because it's it's a, it's a matter of your faith. That's right. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of your faith. Mm-hmm. And then that's taken care of too, because some people will say, "Well, I don't have that much faith." That doesn't mean anything because God says uh, you can pray for your unbelief. This scripture's in there that says one of his disciples prayed for his unbelief, and then he became a great believer. So he's he's made provisions in every area. But it's very important. You know, there's things we don't have to go through. Uh, God's perfect will. Is the best way. The, the absolute way. Absolute yeah, absolutely. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. Because even uh, when we were talking about Adam and Eve, when God said he made man and woman, now people are trying to rewrite the word of God <laughs> and make yes, it even to Adam and Adam. And a lot of people don't want to say anything. And it's not hate. Mm-hmm. It's truth. It's not. And whatever way you want to fix it, it's still God's going to be God. You cannot 
rewrite as he is the alpha. That's why he says he's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. First we can stop in the middle, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You, you're That's going to right. see him in the beginning and you're going to see him in the end. And we mm-hmm. that know the truth, you can't, you can't speak something other than the truth because it's popular. At the end, we will all be judged by the word of God. That's a fact. Amen. Amen. It's Amen. A, it's a fact. It is. He's, it I, is. Yes. When I was in the world, whether I participated in that lifestyle or not, I still was in mm-hmm. sin. And he, if I had not received the knowledge of God, but see, the scripture says we, before he says he comes in judgment comes, everybody is going to hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. So I was given the opportunity before I left this planet, God revealed himself to me. It didn't mean that when he says my people perish for lack of knowledge, we can, we can, <laughs> and I don't know, we can perish for the lack of knowledge, not live the full life of God because we don't have the understanding. We don't have the eyesight. We don't have the ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. And I don't know, you know, I can't say, you know, some people say, That's all I can go so far. Lord won't let me go no more. Okay. Well, I I always appreciate um, insight that you share and and how you're led by God because, um, as we always say on this call, although we have a topic, we will always allow the Spirit of God to have free reign and have us to discuss whatever he would have us to discuss because that is an important um, place to note especially out of the life of Sarah, that she had, she thought she needed to help God out. And God doesn't need our help to perform that which he, he promises us. If he says he's going to do it, we should have enough faith and to wait and to trust God and allow him to do it in his time. But, again, that's, that's almost like too much like right because man just has a tendency of always wanting to try to help God out. And God doesn't require our help. What he requires is our faith and our obedience. And then sometimes when we don't, when we don't realize that, that, that level of faith and we don't walk in that obedience, that we ourselves, and we must, we must always um, be willing to take ownership of our actions. You know, the Bible says we're drawn away into sin by our own, our own lust, the lust of our own flesh. And, and, and lust of your flesh doesn't necessarily have to, you know, people always think when you talk about lust, like it's in a sexual connotation, but the lust of your flesh can be anything that your flesh desires. That which um, just says sin comes into the world by the, the pride of life, the lust of the flesh, and, and out of the, the things that we look upon. So it can be a number of things that, that we, we partake ourselves into and that causes sin. But Sarah, it was you know, 
it, it's somewhat of um she she lacked the faith to wait on God. That was a lack of her patience because had she just waited a little longer, it would have taken another ten years because I believe Ishmael was about twelve twelve or thirteen when Isaac was um Isaac was a yeah, Ishmael was about twelve or thirteen when Isaac was born. But he was in fact born because the Lord said that she was going to have a child. He didn't say that I needed to help you out. He said, you were going to have a child, you know, in your old age. And she said, you know, she laughed and she said, am, am I supposed to pleasure my husband at this late age, you know, time in life? And I'm, I'm just paraphrasing it. But if God said it, we have to trust and believe no matter how long it takes. We have to learn to wait on God and believe that if he said it, because whether, whether you experience it here on earth, you know, during your lifetime, or if he, he brings it to you, you know, um, and we're all going to be healed if we are, we are resurrected into heaven. You know, all healing will take place then because we'll have our resurrected bodies. But if God said that he's going to do it here on earth, we have to stand and wait on his word. And sometimes waiting is the most difficult thing because we become impatient. That's why you mm-hmm. got to continue to pray and stay in the word mm-hmm. because that's what builds up your most holy faith. Because when you're not mm-hmm. in the word, it's easy to get distracted. And here we come back around again, and I'm, um, I'm glad that you had mentioned this earlier because, again, when we when we're outside of the flesh, and you said you know um, like a, a husband and wife, where they they become one flesh, we have to also be one with God, whatever it is that He tells us to do. Because when we when we leave too much space between ourselves and God, that allows the enemy in turn to to step in. So whether we be male or female, ultimately our allegiance has to be to God. We have we have to be sold out to the Lord, each and every one of us as individuals, you know, whether you're married or if you're single, because that is that is how we are going to, to stand and, and withstand the wiles of the enemy, drawing closer to the Lord, like in Ephesians 6 and 10, when you have it on your whole armor of God, you are one with God. At that point, and that's how we always have to remain, or or sin can have an opportunity to creep in. And so, in Sarah's case, she allowed because of her um, impatience, she said, "Okay, I'm gonna help God out." And she sent Abraham into Hagar. And look, he didn't have enough sense to to stand and and to to keep his faith in God because God spoke it to him first. Remember, he told mm-hmm. Abraham first that his wife was going to, you know, have a child. And he was going to be mm-hmm. the father to, to all the nations. He told it to Abram first, like he mm-hmm. told it to Adam first. So yeah. it wasn't like he didn't know. It wasn't like he didn't know, but just like Adam, Abram turns him out and does the same thing. He allows his wife to influence him. He allowed his wife to influence him. Because he could have said to her, too, just like Adam could have told Eve, but didn't God say this? But, no, she went ahead and did it. And then he ate, Adam ate of the fruit, so they were both incense together. And when um, Sarah told Abraham to go into Hagar and bear a child with her handmaid, they became one flesh again because they were in it together. They were in it together to do this thing. 
that God had told them not to do. So, so, so again, you know, we must always be careful that we are hearing the voice of the Lord and that we are, we are simply obeying his word and doing what his word says because that gave way when Sarah um, tried to help God out and Abram went along with it. There came the child with Hagar. Now, God, again, promised Abraham that he would bless his seed, so he didn't neglect Ishmael. He still yet honored him because he made him a nation as well, but he was not going to be the promised child. Because once again, God keeps his promise. He did. He kept his word to Abraham because he said, um, I, will bless your, I will bless your seed, those who bless you, and then I will curse those who curse you. So he still looked out for Abram's seed. So as a result of that, he, because we recall that I, I was reading this too, um, uh, we were discussing this, Hagar cries out to God about the child. But the mm-hmm. Bible says that he didn't, he didn't respond because of Hagar. He responded because of the child. Because who was the child? Abram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Though he spoke to the mother, but he was responding because of the child. Mm-hmm. And he was responding because of the covenant that he made with Abram. Mm-hmm. So, so once again, God keeps his promises and he keeps his word because he's a sovereign God. He's gonna, his, his will is going to be done irregardless. And he already know in advance whether, you know, those of us who are going to try to help him out, those of us who are going to stay the course and obey him and, and do exactly what he says. Because there were some that were very, very obedient, you know, um, in terms of doing exactly what God said for them to do irregardless. Look at Noah. God spoke mm-hmm. to Noah and Noah ark. He didn't hesitate. The people made him, you know, they ridiculed him. They was like, what is rain? What is rain? Who, 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 what, what is rain? We, they never had seen rain before. Mm-hmm. But because God said it, he obeyed it. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, how long did it take? It took quite some time. But did, did not rain come? Did not God destroy the earth? Yes, it did. And all that time, those people had the opportunity to repent, and they didn't. And he destroyed the, 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 the earth, and there started all over again. Mm-hmm. So God is faithful to His promises. Yep. He is faithful, and He and He keeps His promises because, of course, um, Abraham and all of them they come out of the lineage of Noah, uh, family, Shem, the Ham, mm-hmm. the Japheth. All of this, Abram is a result mm-hmm. of after the fact because God had already destroyed the earth prior to that. But, again, it was all because of disobedience unto the Lord. And that's why God is calling us into, he, he really is calling on to the saints. And I, I, I also appreciate how um, Dr. Donnie, when we're always, when we're talking, we have the, the time in, in previous times to, um, to pray, she always reminds us of that, of that clarion call and that kingdom mm-hmm. mandate. Because God is still, he, he's going to have his way. He is going to have his way in all the earth. And there is a sound and there is a call that's going out throughout the kingdom of God. 
because his word, you ever notice how you 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 could hear one thing from from this particular um man or woman of God and then you could turn on the T V and then you'll hear it again from this other man or woman of God and then you could be talking to someone else and then that same topic comes up in conversation. That God mm-hmm. reminds yes. people. You yes. know and getting us to be ultimate on one accord so that his mm-hmm. will can be done here on earth. And and just to bring this back to the women, again, that we're discussing in the Bible, because, again, that is our topic, and we always want to forefront. But it's always just important to simply obey God because mm-hmm. with disobedience, it brought other things and other women that had to be spoken about in, in the Bible. There came Hagar, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that situation with that child. But, again, always out of disobedience and we really have to learn how to hear God and trust God and and and, and then most of all obey God obey God because yep. I I like I heard a, a preacher say one time faith is spelled O O B E Y you know yeah. faith is spelled O E Y because you have to obey God. Your obedience to God says that you believe God. That speaks to your level of faith. So that's why I says faith without works is dead. Because at some point, you can't believe God and then don't do anything. Say, well, not please God. Because he says faith without works is dead. And and it's not something that God honors. You know, and, and we, 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 yeah, God. we hinder God. And we wonder why right. it's not coming forth. Are you obeying God? Are you out there doing your own thing and think God should do his obedience and you have not any kind of, you know, part in this? But it's not. Right. You know, Sarah did her own thing. See, God don't need our help. Mm-hmm. We need his help. And if mm-hmm. she and the conflict, there was a consequence for her action because it brought conflict. Uh, confusion and, and conflict that didn't have to be. Yeah. That and even though the child was, yeah, was born and God uh, blessed him, he still, it was not the covenant. So there was a difference between right. those children. Right, right, right. Because he could not receive the blessing of God, that covenant, because it wasn't for him. It was for Sarah and Abraham's child. Right. And 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 it's so much here in God showing what kind of influence a woman can be towards her husband. Women have a lot yes. of influence. Yes. But what kind yes. of influence do you bring in your house? If you're not bringing right. the true word, the led by the spirit, led means you have to, to be obedient. Because what's in your house will either bring uh, the power of God, the unity of God, or brings the division and the destruction. If I'm being, I'm basing it off my my thought or my traditions, then I'm cursing my household. See, they had customs, but it wasn't the custom of God. If God told them just, Sarah and him was to have a child, 
regardless of what their custom was, that he should have more than one wife or whatever. The baby was for Sarah and him. You, this time, you're going to have to stand whether it makes sense to anybody. God has told you, you're going to walk this path and you're going to do only this. It, I'll use an example. If everybody in your family drinks and God tells you according to the word, stay away from strong drink. Am I going to go along with the program because everybody drinks? You do have to make a choice. You have to obey God. Uh, am I going to be uh, influenced by the criticism in the market? Well, what's wrong with you? Why don't you drink? Are you holy then down? <laughs> I don't bring, I don't allow certain things in my house. Well, what do you, what do you think you are? But like my sister said, Noah was told something way out there. Way out but it there. Because God is not subject to our boxes or our regulation, because, see, you're not the alpha and you're not the omega. You didn't create yourself. God created you. So he doesn't need your permission. He doesn't need you to, you know, if he spoke it, it will come to pass. But it's by those that wait upon the Lord. And if we bring something in, there's going to be a consequence. And, and you know, the reason why he bent, he would change it, the the wrong, is because people repented. Yes. But, you know, people yes. think, well, yes. if I yes. do this, yeah. But you have to be very careful because when they chose to do their own thing and regarded not, my sister said, that clearing call being told, called, people are rebelling. They've been called to do something, but they don't want to have to give up the world. They want to have their own thoughts. They want God when things go wrong. And then when God does it, okay, God, I got the reins. That can lead you into a place of a reprobated mind. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, and as we go on to talk about the women of God, you will see some of that where their households were destroyed. Children, women, all of them. Because of sin. <laughs> because of yeah. disobedience. Disobedience. Le- leading to your own mind, you know. And, and like when we were saying becoming as one. One is you. He said, "Coming one as in the flesh," but the ultimate goal of God is to become one in spirit. Yeah. And Amen. see if, if, if your husband's here and you're over here, if y'all are truly lined up as one in the spirit, I don't care who comes and where that or the other ones at. You're gonna not do what God has told you not yeah. to do. That's and so you will be covering the other one, and he'll be covering you That's because you can be praying without ceasing for your wife or your husband, 
You know, cover him, Lord. Cover my wife. Keep us, Lord. Keep him. Keep me. You know, that's that one. And then, I like and he, you, and, I like yeah, and God will give, I've seen God give part to the husband, a part to the wife, and both parts fit as one. Honey, I got this one, Lord. I got this part, honey. That's when they are one in spirit. That's when they, yep. One in spirit. The flesh has to become as one because you can't, and for many things you see this, husband and wives, and they live single lives, still have single mentality. You can't do it. That's very, that's right. When you were single. That's very tough. Yeah, you you have to let go of the single life when you become married. Right. And it's not bonded. See, knowing what God says and walking in it is blessings. But we bring the tradition of our upbringing. Well, I'm mm-hmm. in a prison now. You miss God, honey, because there's no prison in God. When you come to the Listen, true knowledge, go on. Right. Of who God And I'm glad. I'm glad that you brought up that point about being one in spirit, uh, minister, because um, that's where ultimately everything lies because we are, in fact, spirit beings having a human experience. We are not human beings trying to have a a human experience, I mean a spiritual experience. Recall when when we were discussing this a couple of weeks ago, God created he, he 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 created man in the spirit realm first before he mm-hmm. ever even and before he ever even breathed on man. It says here in Genesis um, chapter one verse twenty six. It says, "And God says, let us make man in our image after our likeness. After our likeness. At that point, that is God and the spirit of God." Mm-hmm. That was covering. That's who the discussion was was taking place with, and so then it goes on in twenty seven. It says, "So God created man in His own image, in the image of God created He him, male and female created He them spiritually mm-hmm. first." Mm-hmm. But then you go on and you look in in, in Genesis, and then you go in chapter two, and it says. Um, after he had made the the garden, um, where is it? Okay, it says here. Um, uh, let me just find it exactly because I wanna I wanna make note because there was not. Um, let me just see here. God say these are as he says here. Um, this one, okay, here, right here, Genesis two verse five. Here we are on the earth, but he had already made man in the spirit. He had already made man in the spirit. So then he says, but there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. 
in the flesh. Yep. So if if you be if you were if if your fleshly body came after created, so that's where the unity must first of all take place in the spirit. Because mm-hmm. if if you if you if you're one in the spirit, the flesh will line up. But that's the yep. problem with a lot of people in marriages. First mm-hmm. of all, they're not one in the spirit. So then their flesh is going to always be going in two different directions because y'all have not become one in the spirit. Because yeah. that's how you become yeah. one flesh. You got to become, become you gotta be one in the spirit. Because how, 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 yeah. how can two people become flesh? Mm-hmm. Because your spirits have together. Yep. And you can yep. see throughout scripture that oftentimes when the enemy comes in, it's because the two are not on one accord spiritually. Mm-hmm. Yep. So There's a door open. Right. Right. If 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 husband and wives are not praying together, you both gotta have your own your own prayer life first and foremost. But you also have to take some time to, you know, together to pray with one another. Mhm. Yep. Because and you know, because God you, said, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. When He told Nicodemus, you know, and that Nicodemus asked Jesus, "Well, how can I how can a man enter back into his mother's womb?" But uh-huh. He said, "Unless you be born again." So the ultimate thing, you can build a house in flesh, but like the Scripture says. If any man builds a house without God, he builds it in vain. It's not going to stand. That's the word of God. I don't care how much you love each other. If you do not build a house on God, it won't stand. You build it in vain because down the road, something's going to come. And if it comes, you're not seeing it. You're not. You're going to fight it fleshly. And you cannot conquer something in the spirit with flesh. Right. You know, and you don't have right. the fullness. You don't have the full promise what God is saying. You just have a, a image of something. But it it, it ha- you have to be born again, and then a hus- a man will God will send him a wife, and then they'll become as one in the spirit, and then God will make them one in flesh. And they're going to agree because the center of their life is God. And and if God is your center, then the next, you know, God tells you, you have to know his word. And you will see how does, I hear this so much. And sometimes I have to really be prayed up and let it not bother. It's like a, a sadness when I hear it. And I have to go quietly to God sometimes. That's why I don't spend a lot of time around people. I have to go before God. You know, he'll send me, but I'm going home to my father after I've been around this stuff. I'm praying while I'm around right. it because the spirit of God is grieved. I hear people raising boys up, men, that don't even know what manhood means. I see women trying to raise up boys and don't know what a woman is supposed to be. And I see Children are going to be hurt and conflicted because you're raising them according to flesh. 
Mm-hmm. How can a man be a man unless he comes to the throne room of God? How could a woman know how to raise a girl or a boy, a man or raise a son or a daughter without God? I had one person tell me, well, if my son's going to drink, I'd rather him drink at home. Yeah. What are you going to do? Are you going to take your child if they're going to do drugs? I'd rather them do at home. Are you crazy? Yeah. I've never sat down and drank a drink with my children. I don't drink and and have drugs with my children. And you think you have protection for your children. You don't. Because you won't be within 24. Only no, God you don't. And work. Yes, go on. And this is, I'm glad, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought up that point too, uh, Minister Belinda, because oftentimes too, um, and I was, I was just listening to, to a radio talk show, and they were talking about, um, you know, having a conversation with your children about sex. Even though, even though, like if you had the mother or the father didn't live a chaste life themselves, but then they came to know God, and when and I oftentimes hear people say that, and the thing that comes to me, I just believe that when you know better, you're you're required to do better. That's the word. Regardless of right, regardless of whether you did it, if that was your life or not, as a parent. You have every right to to share with your children the word of God, especially if, if you have now become saved. It doesn't matter what your past is because the Bible says you are a new creature in Christ Jesus. So, re, so regardless of what you did in your past, you still have a right, an obligation, and a responsibility to your child. Tell them what the word of God says, regardless of the mm-hmm. mistakes that you made. Because you made mistakes, it does not. It does not um, devoid your responsibility and your authority as a man or a woman of God who is now a parent and who is now responsible for raising up a child. So you are to take your rightful authority and tell your children, regardless of the mistakes that you made um, as an individual, teach them what is the will of God. For their lives now, whether regardless of whether you did it or not, and that's not being a hypocrite, because you no. didn't know God, you didn't have that you relationship think... with God before you had children. The so only you can't thing be held against. Could... Yeah. Yes. Go ahead. Saying you know that's important that irregardless of whether you were saved when you had your children or not saved when you mm-hmm. had your children, if you are now saved parent and you are raising your children up in the fear of the Lord, then it is your responsibility to tell them what the word of God says. Yes. And see, your past can only, the only way you can sit and tell your child a past, and when my children became a certain age, I told them what I went through, what I did. But I told them, let me tell you what the enemy will tell you. I've lived it. And I know what it, it it built. The Word of God says sin and how it comes. It's a thought. And if you give stay with that thought, mm-hmm. it will enter mind and sin will give birth. Your body will act right. it out. 
there are, there are, you know, when they say, because uh, we came up in the era of free, uh, liberation, free sex, you know, the birth control pill, the this, this, this. But let me tell you where that goes. There's no such thing as free. There's a consequence to every action that you take. That's right. That's right. And my one sin and what I did led to this. But the word of God says, this is why he says this. And the wages of sin is death. Mm-hmm. You can think, you could do drugs, you do all the sex you want. But after a while, it's exciting for a moment. Like God says, sin is, sin is a season. That's right. That's right. Wow. There's something that dies in you, and it becomes, you, yes. you get to a place and you say, is this all? You've been through uh-huh. so many relationships, so many things, so much this, so much this, but it, after a while it has no, no joy. Yeah. That's that that's that reverbate. That's that reverbate mind that you're just going through the motion. The death in your mind, the death in your spirit, yes. and the death in your flesh. Yes. And sin yes. will go from worse to worse to worse. Perversion goes from one set to another to another to another. And right, and it's, a, and it's a downward spiral. And it's you can take the word of God. The world is. Yeah. Right, and you don't have the inner strength to repent. If you don't yes. have the inner strength to repent, you are so right, Minister Belinda. you got to be able to have that inner strength to repent and turn and go back to God. Because if you mm-hmm. stay out there, if you stay out there, the enemy is only going to make your situation worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And and it's, it's sad because sometimes, you know, and, and they, they have said this too, that you could pretty much convince yourself of anything if you want to. Yeah. You can rationalize it in your mind. That's why you cannot go at this thing alone. You need the word of God. You need the word of God. The Bible was written to be our instruction manual. Mm-hmm. We are supposed to look at the lives of the people that God, um, through the Holy Spirit, inspired man to write so that we could have a reference. Because it, and Solomon has said in Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. None of, no. none of what is happening on earth and in the world is new to God. You had your you the the Bible opens up you you barely get to the to the to the third chapter before they're talking about how sin came into the world and then in your next chapter you're talking about murder bloody mm-hmm. murder yeah and then in the next there was another murder but then that was self defense so God has covered mm-hmm. it all there there is some yeah. point of reference in the Bible for everything that goes on here there's rape. You know, there there is there is a, there's plenty of fornication and mm-hmm. all types of sexual lewdness and things of these nature. And look what God did with it. He didn't leave it. He didn't leave any of it out. He tells you what a marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman. He said he for, he he forbids 
two men to lay together like they lay with a woman. And he talks about how the woman also goes from her natural course, okay, course. to to to, to do other things. Not natural for a right. woman to lay down with a woman. But what? we consider exactly. it natural. Right. All kinds of exactly. sense. I can, yeah. You will lie to yourself. You will tell it's okay to do this and okay to do that. You know, you could go back when you were kids. You said, I'll never do that. And later oh. on, you do. You do it. Uh-huh. And much more. Uh-huh. You know. And much more. Uh, and much more. Why would God tell me? Yeah. I'm going to say this and then you, you I'm going to repeat it, whatever. You're over this. I used to take my son to uh, have a school day. He was in kindergarten, and he went in the afternoon. And every day that we went, it was around lunchtime, and he wanted me to sit with him until he ate and then walk him to his class. All these beautiful little children were sitting of all races and stuff. And God said, but look how innocent they are, Belinda. And I said, yes, Lord. He, but one of them is going to be a murderer. He said one of them would be a, a liar, a thief. One will wind up going into prostitution. One will do this. And I look, he said, but look how innocent these babies are right now. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, those serial killers were a child at one time. Yes, Lord. These, yes, Lord. These people shooting up people in school. They, they were babies at one time, just innocent little babies. But you know what God said? Unless we pray, unless someone's interceding and praying. Mm-hmm. It's, this is by the power of me, Belinda. My my word. But then you, you factor in the prayer is a hedge of protection. Well, these children, while they're a little, you know, coming out of families, you know, that are, are broken because people want to do their own thing, set up their own households, and they got this fact that I'm in love, and it's not based on the love of God. It's on some kind of fantasy lifestyle. And then when they have no substance to hold these things that they put together, it's affecting children's lives. And these children become tainted and broken. You can't produce something out of a malfunctioned mind or heart. It has to be based on the truth, the word of God, this reference, this, 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 this truth. And it will stop all of this stuff. But as long as we lean to our own understanding, establish our own thing, and don't do what this word says, you will have all of this. Mm-hmm. And those that hear the Spirit will pray. And some will come out, some won't, because some, when it comes to that, that when they get older, that final decision, because we have free will, but God will have sent laborers, he will have sent, his spirit will be there talking because when we pray, we don't pray in a mist because the word says that. God will send. 
But I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it in my own family. They grew up with the word of God, but they are they're so rebellious and hard-headed. I know, I know. Uh-huh. And don't know they're saying that to God. Yeah, but you said it. You said it right there. Let's let's yeah. let's, let's park. Let's put a coin in that meter yeah. right there for just a minute. And you said it. It's rebellion. It is, it is rebellion in every sense of the word. It's rebellion. It's rebellion mm-hmm. in that spirit of, of rebellion and and um and stubbornness and all of those all of those spirits are now have raised up in not just children it's not just in children it's in adults okay yeah. who, who have fallen and turned away from God oh. it's yeah. in it's in marriage in marriages because sometimes the man and the woman they rebel against each other and their stubbornness and their they're insisting on having it their way. People are not going to die for instruction. Everybody mm-hmm. is is into their own in their own selves. And um I like to follow um I'm sure you um Doctor Ghani has shared this with you and I had the, 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 the distinct pleasure of meeting this gentleman when I had went to Africa back in two thousand and two. He was just a bishop then Bishop Duncan Williams, mm-hmm. he is now the archbishop over there in Africa. And I, I can hear him now saying how truthfully, and a lot of people don't may not want to agree with what I'm about to say, but I from from just from my, my life experience of living and sitting back and watching and observing people, he says this and I and I have to agree with him. You're either you're either the majority of the, the body of Christ. And this is the kingdom of God. We're not talking about unbelievers, but the majority of the body of Christ are carnal Christians. Yes. Because they're too much into their traditions and into their ways and their 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 personal desires and stuff. They are not mm-hmm. really walking the spirit of God, being mm-hmm. Holy Ghost filled, not just speaking in tongues, but being led of the spirit. Of God, Amen. The difference, and, and, and this, there is a major difference, uh, Minister Belinda. There's a major difference because if you're not being led of the Spirit, then you're being drawn away by your flesh. That's why the Bible says you pulled away from the sin into the lust of your own flesh. It is, and it who is, is, is who's author of flesh? Satan. But the innocent. The enemy. Yeah, yes. and people don't yes. want to say that. You are the only two elements on this earth. It's God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They are one. And then you got the devil and his demons. So if you're not serving and being led by God, you're being led by another entity. And people are setting up, they're not setting the laws of God and the ordinance of God. They're setting their households up in a spirit realm. You will see holes all in their houses. You'll see alcoholism coming. You'll see the drug addiction coming. You'll see boundaries set that are not of God. That it's okay for, where did our boundaries come? We see these children. With no respect for adults, 
no respect for authority, self-will. Where does this come from? Where did these men and men that would pray when they were washing dishes, pray when they were out in the field, how do you think people Uh got delivered out of stuff? Generations came out of stuff. And God, most of their boundaries came out of the word of God. You might have young uh, brothers and sisters when they're little because of the household room or whatever's available, sleeping together. But at a certain age, you knew by the spirit of God, they are to get out of them beds. A girl gets a certain to be in her own bed. A young man does not sleep. And a, a, a young boy, 17, being asleep with a girl. Amen. A brother no longer needs to be sleeping with his sister. Amen. Amen. You got people thinking it's okay for everything. A man is to leave yeah. his father and mother's house at a certain time, establish his own, his own house, and then he's, God will give him a wife and then to become his one. You got people setting up houses, young men bringing women into their family's home and setting up a house in there. And you think that they're going to be men? No. Because it's out of, it's out of the order of God. And again, um, you, yeah. the, the, and I, I just that the spirit of the Lord is allowing us to discuss these things, even though we're talking about women of God. It's all relevant because it's, it's, it's through the, the men and the women of the Bible that we get our, our godly examples from. And the Lord that, that, put, that we are, he put it, he had an order. Right, yes. order, order, things in decency and in order. And he shows you through his whole word as we are discussing the women of the Bible in the manner in which God wants things done. And even though in no, in no, and there are no perfect people in the scripture, this is the other thing that people realize. The only perfect one was Jesus. He was the, he was the Lamb of God who was fit to be slain because he was without spot or without blemish. He is the only, only sacrifice in the Bible. God gave him his only begotten son that if we trust and believe on that sacrifice, that's where our salvation and everything comes in at. Because without that, we would be just like everybody else in the Bible. Oh. Because sin is in the Bible from the beginning to the end because they weren't perfect. And we're not yeah. perfect, but we are to use the Bible as yes. instruction. That's why we're discussing the women women of the Bible. Sarah was, was the mother uh, of nations after after Eve missed the mark, okay? Because God destroyed all of that lineage, so the earth was repopulated again. Noah's lineage, his his sons, and him and his that's where the newer population came from. Because God destroyed the rest of the earth. All of those people from Adam's lineage was destroyed through Cain and all them, all those people were destroyed because of their evil. And God gave us yet another opportunity, beginning with Noah and, and focusing down on he used Abram's lineage to bring the rest of the nations of the world to come through, but he shows us through 
the relationship between the man and the woman, how, you know, like, oh, you, you, you stuck somewhere in, like, the ancient times, but I respect arranged marriages. I'm sorry. I really do. I respect arranged marriages because I believe there are some things that your parents know about people growing up and who's in the bloodline and all this other kind of stuff. They know how to pick some good stock for their children because of the simple fact that they've lived longer. They can tell you who the relatives are, what's in the bloodline, because they've lived longer and they've seen something that you as a child are not aware of because most young people, all they can see is the person who they want, who they're interested in. They don't ask about the uncles, the cousins, and things of that nature, where these people come from. Abram, when he showed, he told his servant, go and get my son a wife. First of all, God told him not to intermarry with people who didn't have light faith. That was a, that was a word from the Lord, first of all. And he told his servant to look the wife from my family, from my countrymen, because I know mm-hmm. who they are. That's basically what he was saying, because I know where those people come from. I don't know where these people come from. And mm-hmm. that was in the beginning. That, that's that in Abraham's time. He said, because I know those people. I know what their I know what their stock is. I know I know what's in their bloodline to some degree. You know, I know those are God's people. You know, I know that they'll serve God and they and they'll they'll walk uprightly and they're decent folks. So so there is there is a lot to be said about parents seeking out mates for their children. Because mm-hmm. you you don't know it you don't know enough to know what's good for you and what's not good for you. Because if you notice, too, when you look down, generation blessings, you see those things pass along to people. But you also, as a parent, you can notice the generational curses, too. You have a group of people in, in all of the, like, this, 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 there was this young lady, and um, she, had, she had several children out of um, wedlock not married to any of her children. I, mean, I think she maybe was married to a couple of them. But every man seems like that it came out after the fact that she wound up being with turned out to turned up being a homosexual. Because mm-hmm. there, there was something in, in her that was attracting it. She never stopped to see that may have been some stuff that even came from her bloodline that she was not even aware of. Because most most people, when you're in the midst of it, it's hard for you to see. Like they said, you can't see the forest for the trees because you're mm-hmm. you're in the forest. You see all mm-hmm. the trees that's around you, and you it's in the forest. It's difficult for you to see the trees that that are really surrounding you. But when somebody mm-hmm. is on the outside looking in, they can give you hindsight. So that's where we're supposed mm-hmm. to get wisdom from the. So that's the whole mm-hmm. purpose, you know. The Bible. You when when you don't know, go seek the elders of the church. And this is no different when you are trying to make life decisions as to who to marry. Focus, focus the wisdom. Seek the elders. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot make a decision like that on your own. First of all, it's it's way too important that you shouldn't even want to make it on your own. You always want to ask because people can people can put up a front these days. You know, you got social media out here with all different things, and 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 people they call it they call it catfishing now. 
you know, I, I got a 19-year-old, so I, I'm, I, you know, I have to be up on all, all of that, that, that today's vernacular. They call it catfishing. Yeah. You want to sit on, on in the social find out that those are not your pictures. They don't use somebody else's mm-hmm. profile, blah, blah. Uh, all those, all those different types of things that people are actually doing, trying to convince other people that they're someone that they're not. And I said all that to say, though, but when you go and you seek the wisdom from elders, they can tell you those things. They can tell mm-hmm. you, like, you know, stay, stay away from those people. And it's not really being judgmental. It's letting you know, like, that's been their history, you know, just like mm-hmm. the Canaanites, you know. God told the Israelites, don't marry the Canaanites because what 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 I know they're they're idol worshippers. And God mm-hmm. says I'm a jealous God. Whatever whatever mm-hmm. your idolatry is, if God's not first, it's idolatry. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's very, very important the um kingdom, kingdom children mm-hmm. who we are because we all are part of the kingdom yeah. of God. That it is important that get on one accord spiritually. Mm-hmm. Not just in the natural but in the spirit. You know where we're praying for one another. We mm-hmm. we're we're all seeking like God is the center mm-hmm. of our worship, everything and we're and we're not giving into the lust of our flesh because that's what mm-hmm. gives wake and gives birth to all of mm-hmm. these other things that are still yet going on and people are having a hard time, and they're they're looking and they're like, okay, well, why is this absence of prayer, absence of faith? But when you're not one in the spirit, it's difficult for all of those other things to be strong in your life. Mm-hmm. How, are you, yeah. how are you going to be one in the spirit if you're not signed with God in prayer? Mm-hmm. If if you're not Bible, if you're not mm-hmm. constantly being reinforced with the things mm-hmm. of God. Mm-hmm. Because if the if more time in the things of the world than you are with God, guess who's mm-hmm. going to have, have the greater influence? In life? The things of the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. It's just like you you look around, look look how look how prison. You know, you got prison being an institution, and I'm just going to diverse for a minute. Prison is an institution, but you got the the presence of jail and their lifestyle and how they live is more prevalent in the world today than the influence of the church. Mm-hmm. Who is supposed to be a greater institution than the prison? Because there are more churches than there are prisons. Mm-hmm. There, really, there are way more churches than there are prisons. But in prison, the enemy, he got all of his cohorts. Even, even mm-hmm. the devil understands being on one accord mm-hmm. <laughs> and be and being one in the spirit, even though it's an evil spirit, they're one. Mm-hmm. They're one in the even in evilness. They are one in evil, and they are having a greater influence and a greater impact on the world than the kingdom of God is. We and that's what until, is, that's what so we line up. We won't till we line up, you know. But the remnant, I have, I have the only way I have a hope and faith is because the word of God has told me that there are those that have chose to obey God and surrendered their lives to the Lord in fullness. 
and they choose to live by the ordinance of God. They are the remnant that was existing back then, now, and shall be in the yes. future. And that remnant will have an influence. But, uh, and when you say arrange, you know, but you have to be careful who you go to. Because if you're looking for sound wisdom in God, you better look at their life, and you better look at are they uh, following God? And a range right. of marriages, when she, you talk, I listened to what you said, and I was praying. And then I said, Lord, that's true because, see, but the ultimate decision maker was God. Abraham yes. followed what the Spirit told him to tell his son. Yes. And if you don't have family, because some people don't have family. Some of them don't, their mothers right. and fathers are and you're seeking for a life, then remember all of these decision makers that when Abraham said, go find my son a wife, but he, the Lord told him to send his servant to a certain place. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these arrangements were done by God. Now, Solomon did something out of the will of God, slept with a man's wife. That was not the will of God. But because Solomon repented, but he still paid a price. The child that by she behind, yeah, in her womb. Yeah, not Solomon. I mean, David. David, I'm thanking you. David did. That's okay. Yes. 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 Thank you. That David did. He there was a consequence. And you because the baby and died. Then God Uh blessed it. If you have done, y'all have put yourselves together. God still got that covered too. And y'all choose to repent because you've given your life to the Lord. God can bless that marriage. Mm Mm-hmm. Just like you did by Sheila. And when I said about mm-hmm. establishing a house in your mother's house or your, your father's house, whether it's living, married people need their own places. And there's times okay. the circumstances will happen, but you still need boundaries. Yeah. You need your own space, whether you've got family right. members living in duplexes. The scripture says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. So you can't say, you can't be married and staying in your parents' house. I understand about saving money and all those other, because, you know, in the world, we we make all kinds of exceptions and things of that nature. Okay, that's understandable. I understand sacrificing and things of that nature, but your goal is to be in your own place, because the scripture says a man is supposed to leave parents home and if and if you can't do it right away then maybe you ought to wait a little longer okay because mm-hmm. a lot of times you know young people they get married prematurely because they want to have legal sex that's been mm-hmm. done too because they want to be able to sleep together but then they want to do it under their parents roof let's see so that, it doesn't work that way. you're out of god's will because right. god gives if he made our organs, if you give your if you don't give your flesh to God, God can control that. Yes, you he know? can. He can. But it's surrendering that to God. 
and allowing God to have a thought. And he'll line it up in order. Because there are many men that are celibate. Because they choose not to have fornicate. Several men and women do not fornicate. Amen. So, I believe that is possible. God is able, you know. He uh, is. He is. If you, if you want like to in, have his keep you. Mm-hmm. In some places in India, they have uh, large homes and they have a courtyard, but they all live amongst each other. But the husband right. and wife have their own household area and then another. Right. No, they're not living in their in the household with their their parents. Uh, it, it it you have to see God about all of it. You know, there's right. times that uh, I've seen where families have a a house and they have divided it, and it's a whole house downstairs and a whole house upstairs. The parents will live upstairs and uh-huh. the other people, the husband and wife, live downstairs. But it's just their household. It's not the parents. Right, right. their household down there. And it may be elderly parents and they want to see about them, but they still, they have established their own area. So I, it's, It depends on what God is saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about people that don't want to establish the house. They want to live off of their parents. They want they want to be men and women, but they don't want to be men and women. That's 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 and that's not normal. It's not only is it not normal, it's not of God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 not the natural that God said. And and there's not to see if you go according to what God says, He will bless you. The man will be blessed, and He will strengthen that man. So a lot of this stuff is because, and He gives you sound. He said, "Be a steward." There's so much to it. A steward means that you're wise according to the Word of God over your finances. You know, over your discipline. So a lot of times we're going through stuff because not we're not willing to to let God be God over the finances. So we put ourselves in positions. You know what I'm saying? Well, we have to go there, or we have to. You know, it. it, How why is why is God enabling? There's uh, women on their own. And having houses and 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 maintaining them. I'm talking about godly women. Say that again. I said I'm talking about godly women that uh, have households and they're by themselves and they're maintaining. They have homes, man. Right. But you go into Proverbs. You know, God says a a, 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 a virtuous woman. You know, you may have made, like you said, your past made mistakes. You may have divorce in your life and stuff. 
But God can still raise up that woman and establish her because she uses the principles of God. And 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 herself to become a a proverb a proverb a virtuous woman. She knows how to buy. She knows how to manage. You know, making herself a better. And I've known that the spirit of the Lord. You know, there are women that are, are will be married. Some may live a life of choice by widowhood. You know, or to be alone. Uh, you've got. People that choose to be eunuchs. Yeah, but you got you yeah. definitely better be called by God. Yeah, you yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got to be called. Yeah. And then yeah. you women that have come out of them conditions, and they're waiting right. on God. So there's many parables. You know, you have to seek God for what He's saying, and He'll never tell you something. Out of his will. But what is his will for your life? You know? Uh, what is his promise you for you? And it doesn't matter what. If, yeah. Yeah. If you repent it. That's, that's the whole thing. You're right. We, we have to learn to be led of the Lord. That, that, that's yeah. the, that's the, uh, the biggest thing right there. It's following yeah. the instruction of God. Following the instruction yeah. of the Lord. In every yeah. day and in every way, being yeah. led of being led by yeah, and yeah, find the scriptures that, that that deal with your life where it's at. You know, he said he's the father to the fatherless. That means motherless. If you don't have a mother, you don't have a dad. If you're single, he said the Lord and Isaiah said the Lord thy God is your husband. Yes, it does. You know. It's all in there. It does, and he's speaking, and God is. God has been always has instructed us. You know, we. I know we are in the twenty first century, and like I said, we are we're yep. still yet discussing uh, the women of the Bible, and mm-hmm. um, and ultimately, but God is bringing us to the present day of what it is and what what's required of women of God today. You know, and what mm-hmm. we need to be doing, we have to be listening to the Lord. That, that's the bottom line. You got to be yeah. of God. It's so important. More than anything yeah. else that you, you that's why you got to be uh, spirit-filled mm-hmm. as the Holy Ghost, as your, as your, you know, Lord over your life. That's just so important because if you're not being led by the spirit of God, then like you said, you're being you're being directed by your flesh, and that's a dangerous place to be. That's yeah. a dangerous place to be. Yes. Because you know the the enemy the enemy wants to try to slip us up according to our flesh. Mm-hmm. But God is able. God is yes, able. Yes, he is. And if we couldn't. And we put our trust into the Lord. He will keep us. He will keep us if you if you desire to be kept. I, b- I believe that with everything that's within me because I'm I'm not married and I I know and I haven't always done things according to the Word of God. So mm-hmm. you make a choice. Mm-hmm. Know that 
I had made up my mind that I was going to serve God with everything that's within me. He made a way. He made He mm-hmm. made a way. He made a way for me to be able to to obey Him and to follow after Him, and that's what He requires of us. He does. He requires that of our lives to obey Him and trust in Him. Praise God. Mm-hmm. So I, I thank I thank and praise God for being for being what we need Him to be. But see, if you want Him, He'll do that for you. He'll be whatever you you want Him to be. If you want to be kept and you want to be led by God, He will do just that. He will absolutely do just that, to have a made-up mind and be determined that you're going to serve God with all that is within you. But I'm sitting here, um, Minister Belinda, and we are getting close to the hour, and I would like us to um, go forth in prayer. We have okay. about maybe 22 minutes. And um, mm-hmm. if, if the Lord is leading you to pray for a particular topic, um, please feel free to do so now. Praying for the okay. same too, if if the that comes across. I didn't see any callers on the line today. Okay. But um, maybe someone will to the broadcast later on will need to be led and, and guided by the word okay. of God. Amen. Yes. Lord, I pray for all women. God, that are of your, your, your seed, God. I pray, Lord God, that they will come to the fullness, Lord, of your word, that they will begin to seek, God. What does a virtuous woman say? Lord, you described it in Proverbs. Lord, God, I pray, Lord Jesus, Father, that they will humble themselves to come before you, God, to be raised by you and raised up to be holy women. Lord, I pray for God that you will tell them, God, what their callings are, and God, that they will not deceive themselves out of their own flesh, but they will stand, God, in the power of God, Lord, be on my seat, and know their true purpose, God, that you brought them into the world for a purpose, God. I pray, Lord, God, that they will know, those that are married, God will seek you, God, according to the word, and and come to the knowledge what you said, what their position is, and what you ordained them, God, in their homes to do. God, only can they know that through your spirit, God. I ask God that they lay aside all their traditions and all their wisdom, God, that does not belong to you. And I ask God that, Lord, they will take the words that do not line up with your word out of their mouth, that they not teach their young daughters that which is opposite of the word of God, and that they will teach their sons the opposite of what your word says. Father, I pray, God, Lord, that the unity that you manifested in this word, they are the beginning, God. For God, Jesus, was that sacrifice. You said one Adam couldn't do it because of sin. 
but you sent your son, God, as a sacrificial lamb to bring us back into the state that you had us in the beginning. And through Jesus Christ, we can do all things, God. But it must be done according to line upon line, precept upon precept. Because, God, you said that he was the perfect example. And he was the word, and the word was in him. God, you said the word existed in heaven. And, Lord, he had no sin. Through Jesus Christ, we can do all things. God, let your people come to the understanding. Through him, we are to take on the image of God. And in God, there is no sin. But, Lord, you gave grace, God, to us too. But, Lord, I pray that y'all, the women of God, will come in the fullness, God, that they will raise up God. They are even in skilled in warfare to walk for their households with God. And if they're married with the husband, become as one in spirit and one in flesh. Lord, that there's no division in them. That they can bring up godly young men and godly women, powerful, skillful soldiers. Lord, that they can then raise up a next generation, God. But Lord, you said that Adam, not Adam, but Abraham's, the promise, when we come into the, we give our hearts to the Lord. And ask him to become Lord of our homes, our bodies, our temples. Because you said the church is our, the temple inside of us. God, did you say it was a blessing? That our seeds are blessed. But how are they blessed, Lord? Only through the promise and the word of God. Father, bring alignment into their lives. Deliver them, God, out of the bondage of the enemy. Lord, let them know there is power in that word for women. That the past has been done away. That they can become washed and purified through the blood and the water. That their brokenness, God, they cannot pack that. Because, God, you there's no brokenness in you. In the first state, God, we were whole. And when we enter into the kingdom of God, we enter into the fullness of God, the power of the living God that is able to set free, deliver, and build up that which is broken. God, let them come to the fullness. And those, God, that are seeking a way out, reveal thyself unto them. That the only way out of the pit, that miry pit, is through Jesus Christ. Those that are in that pit, that are crying out, struggling, God, send your spirit down into that pit and tell them the truth and the way God is through you. No other way can they come but through Jesus Christ and him crucified. Lord, we pray, Father, that the women of God will 
lay aside every sin that easily beset them, that they can come to the calling that you have called them to. They'll lay down their own minds and take on the mind of Christ, that they will know the revelation knowledge for their lives, Lord. You said there is neither male or female when it comes to the work of the Lord. God, they have to come out of this old tradition and come into the new covenant that Jesus Christ bought. Because he said he tore down what they built and it took 40 years. He wants to tear down the things you have in your mind that hinders you from coming to the fullness. It is not by might, but by the Spirit of God. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God in your flesh. You cannot see the things of the Spirit unless you become spirit. So I pray, Lord God, for them to come forward. Lord, and let let them become skilled in warfare, God. Warfare, God, and, and cursing that which needs to be cursed. That has come into there to close up those those portals, close and shut those doors that Satan has opened. Let their eyes of understanding be enlightened, God. And let their ears be open to what the Spirit of God is saying to the church. But we are the church. And let their lives be set in order according to the word of God. Because God, you say no man can do nothing. No woman or man can do anything that will stand and have substance unless it's by your precepts and unless it's by your spirit. For there is one living God, and they must come to serve that living God. Father, I pray, Lord God, if they have idols in their homes, let them see it. And let them begin to destroy that which is not of you. You cannot have two masters, but you will either serve one or the other. God will not honor that which he says in his word is not honorable. He said blessing or curse. God let your women choose the blessing and not a curse. Father, in the name of Jesus, will your son shed his blood on Calvary that we may have life and life more abundant. It is not in the world, but it is in holiness and in righteousness. It is in serving the living God with all our heart, soul, mind, and body. Lord, you said to come out and separate ourselves, Lord. Lord, you said, Lord, you will have to thirst after righteousness for your name's sake, God. And then you would add all these things to us, God. Lord, please bring us back according to thy ordinance and thy word. Let our hope, let our lives be committed to you, God. 
Let us love you, God, with all that we can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for that prayer, Mr. Belinda. Now we bless you in the presence of the Lord. So, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for every word, every prayer that has just gone forth, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that we know the God in which we serve, the God in which we pray unto, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Lord God. Father God, and we thank you right now. We lift up this program for you, O oh God, the Kingdom Empowerment Magazine, O oh God. We lift up to you, Lord God, Reverend Dr. Donna Donnie, O oh God, who has thought it not robbery, O oh God, to pass the baton, Father God, and allow us, Lord, to be in, in a part of this, Father God, that we may stand in her stead. Lord, and seek your faith, Father, and pray, Lord God, for the men and women of God, Father, and that we, too, Lord God, as a result, Lord God, of this post that you you, you thought of not robbery to place us on, oh God, that we, too, are seeking your faith, Lord God, on a regular, consistent basis, Lord God. Remain in steadfast and movable, oh God, in your spirit, Father. Seeking after that which, Lord God, you would have us to seek after, Father God. Lord God, in doing the things that you would have us to do, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, for our personal prayer times, oh God. And we thank you, Father God, that we too are studying the word to show ourselves approved, Lord God, workmen who need not be ashamed of your gospel, Father. We take not this opportunity lightly, Father God, but we take it, Lord God, as you have given it unto us as an opportunity, Lord God, to be before your people, Lord God. We take it not lightly, Father, and we we are truly honored and blessed, Lord God, as a result of it, Father. So, Lord God, we thank you right now that as you continue to use us, Lord God, that we decrease, Lord God, so that you can increase in our lives, that you will ultimately receive the glory for that which you are allowing us to be able to do on your behalf, Father God. We seek not to do this for form or for fashion, O God, but because, Lord God, we want to be obedient to that which you have called us to do for such a time as this, O God, that we too may grow in, grow in thereof and have a closer walk with you, O God. Father God, we lift up to you right now, Lord God, our children, our households, Lord God. We thank you right now, and I pray, Lord God, that you're covering Minister Belinda, Father God, that she will be able, Lord God, to continue to come on this call each week with me, oh God. I thank you right now, Father God, that you are keeping us both, Lord God. We thank you, and we thank you for the hedge of protection that you have placed around about us, oh God, as we are in, 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 um, in, in, serving you, God, and serving you, Lord God, because we're not doing this for ourselves, oh God, but that, Lord God, we desire, Father God, to share the word of God with those who may be listening on this call, Lord God, that they are always going to be pointed to you, that they come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior over their lives, Father God. That's something we have said, Lord God, as we're discussing the women of the Bible, Father, 
that someone can walk away with something of God, even if it does, even if it just to cause them to read their Bible more, Father God, that they too can see it for themselves, Father God, because you've called us all, Father, to be disciples and to be ministers, to be able to study your holy word, Father. So we thank you right now, Lord God, that as a result of them coming on this call, Father, that they too, Lord God, can know that they can do nothing without you, but they can do all things through Christ who gives them the strength, Lord God, cause them to put their trust in you, not in man, but in you, O God, because you said that we are to seek you first in your kingdom, and Lord God, that you will add all the other things unto us. Father God, you said that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. So, Father God, have your way, Lord. Have your way in this call. Have your way in our lives, Father God, in the lives of our family and in the lives of our children, Father God. We surrender them all to you, Lord, that they may serve you with gladness, Father God, that it's not a hardship, Father God, but it is truly a desire to walk up rightly before you. We thank you right now, Lord God, for, for the women who are listening, Lord God, and who desire to have mates, Father God. I pray, Lord God, that they wait on you, that they wait on you, and they, they seek the wisdom of the elders when they're, when, they're, when they're being asked about a mate, Father God, because your word says that a man, when a man finds a wife, he finds thing and he finds favor with the Lord. So we thank you right now, Lord, as the men are looking for their wives, Father God, that they are prayerful about a godly women, the Proverbs 31 women, that they are seeking after, Lord God, and that they to themselves, Lord God, are preparing themselves to do what a man is supposed to do. You said that a, a man and a, a woman, when they marry, they are to leave their parents and cleave one to another and become one flesh. So we thank you right now, Lord, that as a result, again, of of men and women listening to this call, Father God, that they can see a little more about relationships and they read a little more about relationships in the Bible because your word says that there's nothing new under the sun, O God, but that they too themselves will pick up your word and read it with your Holy Spirit and to do what it's here to do, to be a helpmate, Father God, and to, to bring conviction, but not condemnation, but to bring conviction, Lord God, that we can look at the, the use the word as our measuring rod, Father God, that we, we, we measure our lives according to the word of God, but, and not by, by uh, man's standards and, and traditions, oh God, but that we open the Bible and we read for ourselves what is God saying about a particular situation. What does the Lord say? Not what man says, but what does God say about it all? Father, and we thank you, Lord God, and we will always give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. And we know, Lord God, the word says you're a jealous God, and we will not let anything stand in the way of, of you receiving all the glory for our lives, because apart from you, we can do nothing. The Bible says, but one not to speak more highly of themselves than they ought to, Father, and that we, Lord God, are to always humble ourselves before you and bow down in your presence, O oh God. So we thank you right now, O oh God, that you are receiving this humble worship as we cry out to you on today, 
on behalf of those, Lord God, who have yet to know you. We thank you and we give you the praise, Lord God, the glory in, the, in Jesus' name, Lord God. And, and yet again, Father, I just want you to, to cover the, the women that are in Africa. Lord God, when Dr. Donnie, she's over there, she's on an assignment, oh God, that you have given unto her, Father. I thank you right now that all of her needs are being met and in what the ministry is that you called her to do to establish a school. I pray and I thank you right now, Lord God, for those, for the donations that will come, Lord God, and everything that they will need, Lord God, to begin a first day of school, Lord God, that they will have it, that there is no lack going on on that assignment that you've called them to do because there's no lack in your kingdom, oh God. So, Father, we just we just want to always just give you the praise and the glory and the honor for who you are. You are the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, oh God. You are the first and the last, Father God. You are the God who sits high and looks low, oh God. Nothing is a mystery unto you, oh God, and nothing ever catches you by surprise because you are the all-knowing omnipresent, omniscient God, creator of all the heaven and all the earth, Lord God. And we acknowledge yeah. you this day, Father, yeah. for what you've done, for what you're doing, and what you are still yet going to do because you are still yet on the throne. We do not look up to man, but our hope comes from you, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for King President, so God, that you've given us this world. Father, we know that they may sit in places of position, but you, Lord God, are in the highest seat of authority. That what you say, Lord God, and in last, you said that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord shall always remain. So we thank you for your word on today, God. And we give you the praise, glory, and the honor all before you. In Jesus' name we pray. I always thank you and I appreciate you for taking the time to share what the Lord lays on your heart for this call. I know sometimes we we go off of what is supposed to be the topic, but we always manage to bring it back because it is about the women. We're discussing the holy women of the Bible. And through women come children and marriages and things of all that nature. Then came into the world through a woman. It's only befitting that we discuss these and I thank and I praise God for you for your participation and your faithfulness. And I pray that the Lord continues to keep you and give you to the blessings and the desires of your heart in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that's the same. Yes, Sister Jacqueline. That same Amen. prayer. Thank you. That God will be the Lord over your life and bring the things that he would have in your life. And, and I'd like to say one thing. To the women, do not be discouraged. This word is not for condemnation. It's for correction. Yeah. It's to bring you out of bondage and bring you to life. You know, and your past can be your past. Because with God, there's Amen. a future and a promise. Because we are examples. Everything that we say, we've walked through some of the same things. And the only difference. Amen have given our lives to the Lord and have learned the word of God yes. and have applied it. And we have received miracles and promises. Health has been restored. Our minds have been restored. Our hearts that were broken and our lives that were shattered have become whole. Yes. And that's what we pray Hallelujah. for you. 
all the women, you know, whether you, you know, if you're looking for the Lord, uh, I, you know, I don't know how to fair phrase it, but there's times in our lives we're looking and we look in the wrong places. Look, and it's not a religious thing. You know, so many, even God's people, they made God religious. They come and listen to a few words of the scriptures and go back and live uh, uh, a worldly life. It's a relationship. Mm-hmm. With Amen. He's not a Sunday God. He's a daily God. Right. It's problems daily. Yes. They don't just exist Sundays. Mm-hmm. And he wants with you through what you face in this life. He wants to be that friend. When there's no one around that you could sit and have a cup of coffee with the Lord and and fellowship with him. And he'll talk to you. You know, he'll be there in the midnight hours when you're lonely and and, and you want to mm-hmm. keep the cover of God. God yeah. is all, yeah. he can be all to you, a comforter. You know, when all hells break loose, he'll teach you how to walk in peace. And that's power Amen. to be in the midst of something crazy. And everybody else is going crazy, but you can smile. Amen. He's, Amen. He's an everything. And he wants to be your friend, yes. your Lord and Savior. Yes. Yes, Lord. That was good. Thank you for sharing that, Minister Belinda. And I, I'm sure that will encourage someone who will listen to this call on later at another time. So with that, we're going to end. God bless you, Minister. God bless you, too. And we shall talk again. Okay. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.